Hello and welcome to a Tuesday episode of the State of the Nova Nation. I'm Eugene Rapay. He's Chris Danziel. Chris, the wait is over. Tonight is the night. The season is finally here. Villanova basketball is back. The Cats are back in town. The Pavilion is going to be rocking. Games, the marathon, everything, all the goods and the bads and the highlights and the lowlights and all the fun parts of college basketball. We're just less than 12 hours away from it finally being all back. And I cannot wait for this madness. This is fun. I'm always excited. Always excited for any any type of Villanova basketball game. But the fact this is the first one of the year at home against a, an opponent, you know, big in name. It is the United States Army. Glad we're back in action. I know we've done a few episodes uh, in the past couple of weeks, but, you know, it, it's not the same until the games officially begin. And we're finally at that point. Can't wait for uh, 8.30 tonight. Oh, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, it's one thing when it's exhibition time or it's another when it's Big East Media Day. But once we're in the full swing of things, that's when it really, really starts to get fun. That's when it starts to heat up. Can't wait to overanalyze, underanalyze, overreact, underreact, cheer, applaud, criticize, everything that's going to happen. And I know with this first game, a lot of fans, we're going to need to get out of our systems. We're going to need to get out of our systems. But overall, I think this should be a pretty pretty solid win for Nova. As we said in our non-conference preview show, we're not too worried about this game. But you know we're going we're gonna to analyze the heck out of it. We're going to be looking way too deep into everything. Is Colin Gillespie's face mask going to be on too tight? Why is Chris Archie Diacono not wearing an arm sleeve? Sadiq Bey wearing number 41. Is that better than number 15, Sadiq Bey? Oh, we're going to have all the comparisons, overreactions, and I can't wait to do that on this pod, Chris. I really can. When the day shows up, we're like, oh, I can't wait to talk about Con Gillespie's face mask. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. This team should not have a problem tonight, and if they do, uh, we will – we will let you know. They shouldn't. And I, like you said, I will be more interested in all the little things, rotations, uh, who, who's playing with who, how does the chemistry look? And we'll be overanalyzing 40 minutes of basketball and it's a small sample size. So, you know, we can't take everything for what it is. I, I think Jay's going to be experimenting a lot and it, first few games, like he was last year, like he does every year pretty much. So don't just because, you know, this guy passed well to this guy or this guy was shooting well, it doesn't mean anything yet. So we'll get into the swing of things, but I'm welcoming every type of analysis back because uh, I've been chomping at the bit to get these, these games going here. Oh, totally, totally. So the game will be on tonight, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time on Fox Sports 1. Getting pumped, getting pumped. I don't know who's on the call. Hopefully it's Gus and Bill. But they're going to be taking on the Army Black Knights, who last year went 13-19 overall, 8-10 and 10 in Patriot League play. This is the first time that these teams have met in 53 years. So it's it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yes. My dad wasn't even born yet, Eugene. That's how long it's been. 1966. I think my dad was seven or six. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's pretty wild, that's, actually. It's been a long it's, time. It's been a hot minute. And it wasn't even a uh, regular season game. It was a NIT consolation game because Villanova lost to NYU the round before and I guess they figured, hey, you guys are still here, and so is this team. You should play each other. So they did. 
And Villanova ended up winning that game 76-65. And the all-time season series stands at 3-2 in favor of Villanova. All of these matchups occurring from 1951 to 1966. So, yes, these teams have not played each other in a while. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to have such a big gap like that. I don't remember opponent. Is there an opponent that we've ever seen like that before? Uh, not, not in recent memory, at least not that I can think of. Yeah, like an army's like a big enough name where I feel like they would have like came by like once in like the eighties, nineties, something like that. And they're on the East Coast too. It's not like it's like a some West Coast school that it's like hard to get out here or anything. Like they're they're relatively close. So I thought they would have played each other at some point, but no, they never crossed paths since sixty six. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty pretty insane. Pretty insane. But as we talked about in our non con preview show. This Army team, they got two main guys. It's going to be all about Matt Wilson, the big man forward, and then also Tommy Funk, the pretty cool, tough point guard, who, honestly, he draws a lot of similarities to his former high school teammate, Colin Gillespie, I would say. These guys were teammates at Archbishop Wood. As I mentioned, I think this the local guys, uh, local fans will get a lot more of a kick out of it than I'd say us. Uh, but it's still an intriguing storyline to go into it. And just another thing, just in regards to Army, uh, last year they rolled about 11 guys out who played double-digit minutes. And it seems to be – and even though some of those guys graduated, it seems to be a trend for this team that that minute distribution will kind of stay the same. So expect some of that uh, for, from Army, that you, we will see a variety of Army players that we will get familiar with probably all playing over 10 minutes for the game. So that's this the way they roll. But yeah, you got the storyline with, with Funk and Gillespie. You got the storylines with Villanova, how the, how they're going to figure it out. So yeah, it, there's, there's a lot to go into this game than just, you know, just your regular old season opener. Yeah, and that makes a, for a nice little storyline before we go into that big one with Ohio State that we're going to talk about on Thursday. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool one. You know, this is the first time that Gillespie and Funk have shared the court with each other since they were both in high school. Funk was the starting point guard at Archbishop Wood, eventually graduated, passed the reins on to Gillespie. And we both saw how their careers went. And Funk, you know, he's been having a pretty good one. Yes, he's playing for Army, and that's not exactly a basketball school, but he's held his own on the court. This guy has been starting from day one, ever since he first set foot as a freshman. His first welcome to the college basketball was against a top 10 team at the time in Oregon on the road. So uh, ever since then, this guy has just been racking up experience. He's one of the top playmakers assist-wise in the country, ranking in the top 25 for assists per game last season. This guy is very efficient with the ball, doesn't really turn it over too much. He's scrappy. He's tough, much like Colin Gillespie who, yes, he's, you know, I'd love to see how he's grown as a playmaker because I know last year a lot of people were clamoring for playmaker minutes and they weren't sure if this was the guy to look at. But maybe with another year of experience under his belt, maybe he's really starting to refine that position, especially this year. This Nova team, as long as Antoine is out, just looks like it's going to be between Moore, Gillespie, Bay, however they get it. But this matchup, them facing off against each other, will certainly be something to cool to look out for. But yeah, this Army team, sure, they like to roll deep, but the two cornerstones are going to be Wilson and Funk. So if you shut them down, I think it's safe to say you shut down the whole Black Knights. 
Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption, considering they were the only two to average double digits last year, and everybody else who came close has now graduated. So this should be an easy win for Villanova. They'll be able to figure things out, try some new rotations, try some lineups that we may be a little unconventional. Heck, who the heck knows what's going to happen, but just glad, glad we're back. That's all. Oh, super glad. Super glad. I can't wait to see the freshmen again to see, hopefully, if Nova can get itself going from the three-point line, something that didn't really get to do so against USC, but it sounded like it was definitely able to do so against UNC in a secret scrimmage, especially from Justin Moore. Like we said previously, it just feels like there's always that folklore behind secret scrimmages. Last year with Sadiq Bay in 2016, Chris Jenkins allegedly dropped like 36 points on Maryland and made like eight threes. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. But then you see how they play on the court, and it's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're definitely for real. I can't wait to see what Moore does when the lights are on. The stage is finally for real. And not only him, JRE, I wanted to see more of him after what we saw in USC. No, for sure. And with regards to the freshmen, I mean, if they go out there and they have a bad game, who cares? Like, obviously, we want to see them hit the ground running. But it's, it's game one. Let's all temper our expectations a little bit. Would love to see Justin Moore go off, and I would love to see JRE dominate. But, you know, takes time. Takes time. So it's all, it will be perfectly okay if they don't have a great game. And, but I do, I would like to see big game Jermaine start off well because I, I do just want to make sure he picks up where he, where he left off last year. I want to see Sadiq Bey take that next leap this year. So, look, we're all looking for forward to uh, just, to see the, the continued improvement of these uh, of these guys. And we know, we know Jay Wright and his coaching staff has done a great job of that in years past. So, but again, if, it, if these guys lay a little bit of a dud, it's okay. It's only game one. Plenty of time to make that up. So, regardless, just, just want to see how everybody looks. Just get back out there. Be yeah, nice. definitely. I want to see the freshmen. I can't wait to see the veterans between big games Jermaine, Sadiq Bay, whether he can just continue off his monster – freshman season where he just redefined expectations Colin Gillespie this will be the first time we get to see him in action because we didn't get to previously in the preseason exhibition because he had a broken nose but Jay Wright said that he will be good to go ready to take the court with a face mask on can't wait to see him but and the sophomores last year they didn't really get their opportunity this year I think Jay learned from that and I think he realized that he didn't really give them much burn and I think with another year of experience Hopefully that they feel a lot more comfortable within the system. And they're also just a reminder, like, yes, they didn't get enough opportunity. And I know that people want to see the young guns play, but hey, maybe they just weren't ready. Maybe they just couldn't get the systems down pat. We've seen it with Jermaine Samuels and we saw how comfy he felt like a year after the system, a year and a half into the system. Hopefully we'll see that from Swider, from Slater and the other guys. Like I, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see how everyone's growing and continues to grow, especially early on. Obviously progress isn't linear. Development isn't linear. So you'll have your highs, you'll have your lows and it'll be perfectly fine. Everyone will turn out to be okay. Will they become the superstars that maybe we were panning about to be when they first came in? Who knows, but I, they will be formidable players and this team is going to be good this year. So with regards to that, I pose a question to you. Who is your team MVP? You're, you're talking up a big game for the freshmen. You're talking up a big game for the sophomores. And, heck, you're even talking up a big game for Jermaine and, and Gillespie and DCR. What, who is your team MVP when it's all said and done by the end of the year? 
I'll be honest. I, I'm torn, man. I'm torn between Samuels or Bay. I feel like it's going to be either one of them two. And it's hard because I didn't get to see the blue and white scrimmage up, up close. And that's also just blue and white scrimmage. Did see the USC, which, yes, it was game-like conditions, but it was also a very small, limited sample size. I just feel like, you know, you hear the stories of Bay being used as like a versatile weapon and just how much more comfortable he looks on the court. We've talked about how that freshman to sophomore jump is always one of the biggest for an athlete, especially in college. So I feel like he's ready. But if it's Jermaine Samuels, I wouldn't be surprised either. But I'm going to have to commit to one for this question because I feel like you can't do both. And you can't say, oh, you know, we'll see. And uh, I think, you know what, I'm going to lock in Sadiq Bey. I, I really am. I think we saw how good he could be as like a third option or a fourth option behind the the sophomores last year or Phil Booth and Eric Pascal. But I think now that he'll have more free reign to do whatever he wants, I think he builds off that solid freshman season. It looks like a monster this year. Yeah, for my pick, I was stuck in between the same two as you, Bay and Samuels. Just to be contrarian, I, I was leaning toward him anyway, but I, I would probably go Samuels. I think he's just ready to blossom into a all-conference, just to see – him develop from a guy who looked lost like a deer in the headlights most of the time his freshman year to last year where he just developed so much confidence as the year went on to basically carrying this team through some games and saving this team from some pretty humiliating defeats and probably was the MVP of the biggest win of regular season win of the year I would say against Marquette at home which kind of turned that season around a bit I think now, especially with the coaching staff, I feel like is going to go through him and they have a lot of confidence in him and there won't be any more red life for Jermaine. At least I don't think there will be. Maybe there will be. I don't know. But I don't think there will be. I think he's just ready to just light the world on fire. And I think he's going to do everything in his power to make sure this team does not fail. And I'm looking forward to big game Jermaine becoming a night in and night out occurrence. Oh yeah, definitely excited for big game, Jermaine. Definitely excited for big game, Jermaine. We're gonna need to. We're we're still working on a name for Sadiq Bay. We're still working on it, but big game, Jermaine, man. We're we're pretty stoked. We're pretty stoked. Huge stand after that Marquette win at home, and also just how dynamite he was in the postseason. He had a lot of really big minutes coming in. Clutch shots too. I mean, you had the, the couple against uh, Xavier, I believe. Like, he, he did a lot. We gave our team MVPs. We've got a pretty talented freshman class coming in. Antoine, he'll likely, hopefully be back by December, so he won't, too, he won't miss too much. But who are you picking for Nova Freshman of the Year? I mean, it's got to go to JRE now. Maybe Justin Moore. Eh, eh. No, I'm going JRE. I think he, the way he just looked against USC, I mean, like I said, I know I was just saying before, oh, well, don't get overhyped or under hyped um, based on one game but like jerry's the real deal you gotta think so I, i'm gonna go with him especially he's gonna be filling in big minutes especially since pascal left and i know more is gonna be playing point guard and basically taking the booth role but i think jerry's just gonna be the way to go and i think it's the default choice and it's a little bit of a cop-out like because i could give a more intricate answer but more but i'll go with jerry and i know you're making mention that brian antoine's gonna be back by december but maybe because i've been scarred by the yankees this past spring and summer i don't trust anyone with any injury timetable anymore <laughs> so i'm kind of disregarding him for now and i don't it's not a knock on him it's just the fact that knowing that injury and knowing that everyone overshoots these timetable stuff and i baseball the yankees just oh they they 
God, I can't take it. So I'm just going to disregard him for a little bit, and I'll just go default to JRE. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with JRE too. I, I just loved what I saw from him. He looks like a grown man, ready to go right away. And granted, maybe that was just a one-time deal, or maybe it was just a, a hot performance in the preseason. Like, for example, Omari Spellman, I remember he looked really good, and then he hit just like a brick wall. And then once he got over the brick wall, it was he was a monster. He was an absolute monster. Hopefully there are no hiccups for JRE, but I think that consistently all throughout, I think he will most likely be freshman of the year just because, yes, we need backcourt minutes. Yes, we need playmaker minutes, which I'm sure Justin Moore will provide. And then Antoine once he comes back. But frontcourt, we're going to need some of the, We're going to need some in the frontcourt too. And I think between him and DCR, I think that there's just a lot. There's a lot of minutes out there for that center position or that power forward position that I can see either of them filling. What about most improved? What what you feeling for most improved? I guess I could give this to Sadiq Bay. Oh I wow. Could. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I was figured like it was either going to be Jermaine Samuels MVP, Sadiq Bay most improved or vice versa. But you know, I'm going to go a little off the beaten trail here. I love Sadiq Bay and I probably would have picked him for MVP if you didn't. But I'm going Cole Swire. I think he gets a time to shine. I think he probably – I hope his shot starts to fall. And I think he's going to hit some big threes this year. And I think we'd see that freshman to sophomore jump that we're desperately craving from a guy not named Sadiq Bay. And I think Cole Swider's that guy. What, what do you – who do you think? I'll go with Brandon Slater. He has the athleticism. He has the physical tools to excel in the guard wing position. I just want to see him harness that and put it all together on the court. And I think once he finally does that, he's going to be real good. He's going to be real good. Just between the lateral quickness, his athleticism, you just remember that huge block he had in that blowout against Seton Hall. Like that was just a little taste. And he's had little tastes here and there throughout last season. But I think hopefully this year he starts to get a little more of the minutes share and becomes an actual valuable contributor off the bench. Because uh, once he's able to channel that athleticism and just, you know, use his God-given talents the right way or just put it all together, oh, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. Just picturing him in transition or picturing him in, uh, put, you know, using him as a lockdown defender to just shut someone down or just provide that, that speed element, that quickness element, oh, he's going to be great. He's going to be real fun, I think. Oh, for sure. I, I kind of wish – Slater and Swider like kind of combined into like one player. Player, <laughs> with Slater you got the defensive as acumen, got the athleticism. Not that Swider isn't, but you know you got what you were just saying, and then you got with Swider you got the intergalactic range and all a lot of offensive talent, and it, it would it would be cool if they kind of combined to form one super player. But hey, look, two separate players. Hopefully they figure it out. Uh, whatever deficiencies they were having last year. And that uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll they'll be good. So we're feeling a win for tonight for sure, right? Against Army. Lock it in, Sharpie. Whatever you, whatever we were saying last year, I don't remember what you were saying last. Year. Was it Sharpie? It was Sharpie. It, was, it in. Is it was Sharpie thing? or uh, etch it into stone. Okay, I think we might be approaching etching into stone territory. Yeah, I I hope I'm not wrong, but. No, no disrespect to Army, but the real season opener will be against Ohio State next game. I'm hoping I'm not wrong. I'm hoping I'm not wrong. That's how I'm feeling. No, 
I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm not being held liable for any potential <laughs> loan. I'm not. I'm not breaking, risking my neck right now. If something happens, if something happens, Angry Mob, you, you can find me. You can find me, Angry Mob. At eRepay5. Someone hack me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm wrong, uh, you can find me there, but, but just know that someone will probably hack me. So in our excitement for the season opener, got a little bit of bad news yesterday. I, I would only say a little bit, and I, and I think that's the correct term to use there. But five-star target, class of 2021, top 10 recruit. Adrian Griffin Jr., a.k.a. A.J. Griffin Jr., depending on some sites, chose to commit to Duke. He was a, a Nova target. Nova had sent the whole squad to see him on a number of different occasions between Jay Wright and all of his coaching assistants, between Mike Nardi and Kyle Neptune. They've, they've sent the whole squad up to New York to sell, come check this kid out and recruit him. They did offer him, but he's choosing to go to Duke. Chris? It's unfortunate, but it's also a part of the recruiting game, I would say. Duke got another top guy. I mean, what do you expect at this point? And it's not the end of the world. It's just one guy. I'm sure Villanova will get a couple of four-star guys to make up for it. Or they'll get another five-star guy to make up for it. It'll be fine. It sucks that they didn't get the one guy, but it always figures its way out. I'm personally not too surprised uh, based on just what I've seen covering him and, and talking to him. But there's have no fear. I mean, we have a lot of other 2021 guys on the table. If you're looking five-star, you want your five-stars, there's Langston Love, there's Max Christie, there's Trey Patterson, and then four-stars, we got Elijah Hutchins-Everett, Trevor Keels, Nana Joku, a lot, of, a lot of different guys here. The 2021 and also you know 2021, we got a lot of time to figure that class out. 2020, I think, is pretty much going to be settled. Maybe we get one guy. A couple more if people choose to leave early. But we're at the point now where Villanova or Jay Wright could just waltz in. And that's kind of what happened here with Stepanak and AJ Griffin. It wasn't until a couple months ago that they could, that they really, really started to get involved for real. And then just came up short. Just came up short. I mean, it's Duke. I kind of had a feeling that that's where his mind was set the whole time. It's just the way it is. But I think overall, 2021, we got. A lot of time to sort that class out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little early in the process. They're they're 16 years old. I mean, <laughs> that's just crazy to think about. But yeah, it's Duke. And if you went on 24/7 Sports the day of his uh, his announcement, everyone had him going to Duke anyway. So it's not like he like spurned Villanova or anything. Yeah, we're just gonna have to keep an eye out on the recruiting radar. We just kind of keep our senses up. But yeah, this is Villanova's. First real, well, second, I'd say. Devin Askew was another one that the Wildcats are kind of fading away on. But 2021, lots of fish in the sea. Fully confident in what Nova can do here. I'm not going to panic just because we lost this guy. It is a part of the process. Ideally, we would I would have loved to have him. Just from watching him from his freshman year on, like this guy is the real deal. But we'll be fine. We'll be okay. It's that time of the day where we stop what we're doing, pop open the mailbag, and answer the questions that you, the listeners, have sent us. As always, you can tweet us at S-O-N-N-Pod. Leave us your questions. Reach out to us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Ask us anything, and we mean anything. Chris, are you ready? We got, we got a couple questions here. Let's do it. First time in a while. Yeah, first time in a while. First time in a while. We didn't really have much time with our season preview episodes, but 
We got it now. We got it all now. This first question is from Fred Rung, and he wants to know which players will be the biggest surprise in non-con play. Hmm. I think I'm going to go Justin Moore on this one. I I know I was kind of saying about Jerry, like a lot of responsibility is going to be put on his shoulders, but so is Justin Moore. And I think he's going to show up big time. And I think the Ohio State game, I, I know, just I just yelled at you for overlooking Army. But <laughs> I think with the Ohio State game, I think that's the one where the freshmen are going to get exposed to the limelight. And I know I picked them to lose, but I think they're going to have to show up and really put everyone on notice. And I think Justin Moore will be a perfect candidate for that. I, as He's going to have to do a lot. And so is Jerry. But I'm going Justin Moore just because I think he's going to get off to a better start. I don't really have any rhyme or reason to it. I just It's just a hunch. I'm going in a different direction here. I think the biggest surprise will be the big man, Demir Cosby Roundtree. I think we start to see more of that early season DCR from last year when he was just beasting all through the Advocare Invitational that first month. That first month of November was a pretty good one for him. Kind of faded away a little bit after that, but I think that hopefully he can channel that first month performance come back into the rotation, become an imposing force in the front court, whether it be grabbing boards or just anchoring the paint uh, offensively or just send those hard screens, getting open. Hopefully they utilize him more on the pick and roll because remember last year he was rolling. They just weren't picking him with the ball. and he, But he had no. <laughs> a, a few open looks there. Just no one saw him. Hopefully he gets a little more involved in the offense. I think he will, and I think he will be a big surprise in terms of production compared to post-Advocare Invitational DCR and this new junior year DCR. I think that he's going to get back on track with looking good and looking like a viable contributor in the rotation. So I feel like he's going to be my biggest surprise in non-con play, and hopefully he shows it against some of these premier big men that they'll be facing in this non-con slate. Yeah, he's definitely going to have his work cut out for him, this non-con slate. And still a while out, but if we get to Kansas and both are still healthy, I mean, him against Asabuki is going to be one heck of a matchup for him. He's going to have to really build upon what he did at the beginning of last year. He was looking real good. It was just a shame to see him fall off like that. But it, 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 he'll be, I think he'll be okay. And I know we didn't do a uh, X Factor when we were talking about some like, preseason awards, but I, I think if, if we had to pick one, it would probably be him. Because if, if he really takes that next leap, like we always kind of thought Chef would from sophomore to junior year, and he ended up doing that. Like if he can take a Chef-like leap, he's it, it, this team will be significantly, significantly better. Yeah, you pair him with JRE in the front court. Oof. Ooh. 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 It would be nice to have a center power forward combo like that. And then Sadiq Bey is the small forward. I know he'll be running a lot of point too, but that's one hell of a front court, <laughs> especially yeah. for guard you. That's another thing, too. Yeah, I think this is probably going to be one of Villanova's bigger lineups in at least in, you know, recent, like the decade, like <laughs> like the last 10 years. This is definitely one of their bigger teams, I feel like. Yeah, and I completely disregarded Jermaine Samuels right there, too. So you have at least four viable options in the front court, and they're all tall and they're all big and they all play three through five. So, yeah, it, they're, they're a tall squad. I'm all for it. It'll be a different look compared to Guardiou. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. And I think it's totally going to be fun. A lot of fun. This next question is from Matt Messina, the Matador. Who do you think will lead the team in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, and bonus three-point percentage? Chris, who do you think is going to be the top scorer? There's a lot of different ways you can go with this. This is actually a pretty good question. 
lead scorer. Sadiq Bay. I'm also going with Sadiq Bay. How about rebounder? Jermaine Samuels. Ooh. He is a yes. he does have nice rebounding instincts. And you you could see that ever yeah. since he first came. Like that was something that you could yeah. always you know always popped out. Count on. I'm I'm gonna go with JRE. I think he's gonna be the top rebounder. Gotcha. Assist? Who's, who's gonna be dropping dimes? Who's who's dropping dimes on this team? Um Justin Moore. Going Justin Moore. Him and Gillespie will be neck and neck for that, obviously. I'm going was, Justin Moore. Yeah, I'm leaning Gillespie. I'm leaning Team Gillespie on that one. But it's definitely going to be between okay. those two, if not Antoine. Well, we got to we, we, we wait. Yeah, yeah, we got to wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. I am not taking that for granted. I am terrified. <laughs> I cannot deal with more injuries. <laughs> Understated injuries, please. Blocks. Who, who do you think is going to be uh, rejecting? A lot of people. I was gonna say DCR for this one, but I'm um, I'm also deferring to Jermaine Samuels with this. I'm feeling JRE also on this one. I mean, Jermaine Samuels can get up there. I mean, I'm not saying JRE can't. Jermaine Samuels uh-huh. can definitely get up there. Hopefully, one of those uh, chase down blocks like McHale. Like if he can do one of those. Yeah. Like like how McHale mm-hmm. just obliterated Gonzaga. Oh man, all for it. <laughs> Big game, Jermaine. Adding that to the arsenal. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's that's what we need. If we can get a Jermaine Samuels chase down block early in the season, I think we're in good for a good year. I'll, I'll talk about that for the next two hours on an episode, honestly, if we get one of oh. those. Oh, yeah. No, same here. We'll just play the clip over and over again. <laughs> analyze, analyze each step. It'd be great. And steals. Who's going to be the pickpocket? Oh, Gillespie. If, if there's one thing he's, like, superb at, I feel like. I mean, he's a good player. Not denying that. But if there's, like, one thing he can really do well, I feel is, like, really pick a pocket. And I'm going Gillespie there. I'm going to go with Justin Moore here. I'm going to go with Justin okay. Moore. I was going to look up stats last year to see like what the, what the steals looked like, but then I was like, no, 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 we got to do this fun. It's got to be blind. It's got We got to go into this blind. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to take blind faith in someone. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have the stats up from last year. Gillespie averaged uh, one and a half per game and not too far behind him with .9 a game. Sadiq Bay. So, hmm. And DCR with .8. I, so figure that one out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jay Moore. I'm going to go with Jay Moore on that one. I think he's going to be I leading mean, the steals. You, you're more familiar with him than I, so I uh, I'll trust your judgment on that. I also didn't realize Colin Colin was really good for a steal and a half. That's that's not bad. No, one point one, one point one. Oh, okay, okay, one point one. Now now yeah. one point five. Oh, okay. No, oh, so it was pretty. It was pretty that. even. Yeah, it was pretty even. Yeah, it was. And the last one, the bonus, three point percentage. Who's shooting them up? Who's shooting them up, Chris? Who's shooting them up? <laughs> um, my shooter shoot for the year. Oh, God. I actually have no idea. You know what? Colin Gillespie. Wow. <laughs> he did have that monster game against Georgetown at the Wells Fargo Center. He, he did, and then he, proceeded to, then he proceeded to forget how to shoot after that. Yeah, I'm going to go Gillespie. Yeah, he, he was 30. He led the team last year. It, it's not too out of, far out of left field. I know I'm. I, I'm. I, Cole, Cole Swider would be my number two. No, he's not. He's not a bad pick. I'm torn between him and Justin Moore again. I kind of like hearing that nine for thirteen, nine for twelve, whatever, whatever Moore had. Like that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he can beat Gillespie, that, that's that means good things are happening. I would say. Even if he shoots I, I half of him. nine for twelve, I'm, I'm down for that too. Uh, yeah, we would have taken that last year, that's for sure. 
Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Justin Moore. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be cool. between him, Gillespie, and Swider. Sadiq Bay might be a dark horse in that. I feel like he was knocking him down last year with pretty regularity toward the end. I thought. Yeah, and towards the beginning too, I felt like he was one of Nova's yeah. top shooters, especially with the start he had. Like he was hot. He was hot from the get go. Yeah, the first game he like hit like three corner threes. I'm like, when did he get a shot? Like I, I had yeah, no like, idea. Who like, is this guy? <laughs> who is this? Who are you people? Uh, yeah, he was he was real great to start off the year. Then he kind of just, I felt like kind of just went back to normal in the middle of the year, and then toward the end of the year he got fired. So. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Sadiq Bay th- corner threes give me life. So more of that, please. But I see, yeah, I, I think it'll be between Gillespie and Swider and more. Let us know what you all think. Tweet at us. Who you got as your top scorer, rebounder, assist, steals, blocks, and three point percentage? Let's make a game out of this. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Nova Nation. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the View Hoops Podcast Network. Just look up View Hoops, and you can look them up on. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, many, many options, or look up the state of the Novidation. I'm pretty sure either one of those should get you to us. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Five star, five star, five star. Helps us out. Keeps the leadership happy. And also check back at viewhoops.com. We're going to have some great content. I hear Chris Lane came out of retirement posting his first thing in six months. Shout out to Chris Lane. And check out all the other Army game day stuff that's going on there. We're going to have a game thread. we got the game preview on there, how to watch, everything. Join the conversation. It's going to be popping tonight. A lot of people chomping at the bits for some action. We're chomping at the bits for some action. And we can't wait. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Fox Sports 1 if you can't make it to the Pavilion. We're at the Pavilion. I'm jealous. Have fun with it. Go crazy. If you're a senior, go to every basketball game that you could possibly go to because after that, and you're looking at StubHub for these prices, let's just say it's not a fun time. Not a fun time. So definitely take advantage right now while you still can. Follow View Hoops on social media, at View Hoops. That's good for Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, Eugene Repay, at eRepay5. Now I'm Chris Stanzial. I got nothing. Follow Eugene. Follow the pod. Follow View Hoops. Nova Nation, it's here. It's game day. First one of the 2019-2020 season. Get pumped. Get psyched. Have fun with it. Have fun tonight. We'll catch you back on Thursday. Enjoy it.